The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at maymayjewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E jewelry.com. We know we're clear. The recording may be lost forever, but it'll sound okay, dear. Have no fear. Have no fear. Tim has another MacBook laptop here. Like, where are we going to go with that? That no, I don't definitely know. sounds like it needs to make it in a Disney movie. Yeah. Again, Capitol Records, if you're listening, call Ooh, us. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. We are so here for this. Oh, my ready. gosh. Yes, let me just make sure the sound is muted on my computer because since I downloaded the new operating system, <laughs> all my text messages come to my my computer now. Sometimes before they even come to my phone and they make all this noise. I'm like, I love it. So much. So much. Too much. You know what? You guys, less is more sometimes. It's too much. (sighs) Hi. Hi there. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to episode number 24. 24. Can you believe it? First of all, congratulations on number 24. You made it, buddy. Thanks, buddy. You made it. You too. 24. Congratulations. Yeah. High five. Yeah. You know what? What I really want to just mention real quick. What? The last episode we did was with Vika and she kind of rocked our worlds a little bit. So much goodness. So I just want to acknowledge that, you know, she said some really powerful things about the polarization that can come from labeling things as masculine, feminine, or Mm. male, female, or whatever. And that really resonated with me. And I I thought we should probably, you know, acknowledge that. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. I had a lot of reframing of my conversations this week from being from masculine and feminine to being and doing. Yeah. Okay. The same thing. Yeah. It it was kind of amazeballs, you guys. So, you know, we have a jewelry store and people just walk in. So guess what? I had a new question to ask these men Mm -hmm. all week long. Sure did. And the question was, what does it mean to be a man? What was the question again? The question was, what does it mean to be a man? To really be a man in this modern times. And Beaumont, I got these (laughs) answers that were kind of next level. Like next level. Like let's hear them. Okay, so one What'd you hear? So so one guy that came into the store, he was actually number one, really excited that I asked him the question. But number two, he said, you know what? Rena, it's getting easier. And I was like, whoa. whoa. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, you know, I've always been like a little like softer kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I've never like been that, you know, I just like things like I just like listening to music and I like just nice things. And it, it, it just... It, I used to be looked at as soft and a little mm-hmm. bit weird. Yeah. And he goes, but now I think men are really finding that 
finding that femininity in them is is beautiful because I have a toy. Oh my God, he has a little son also who now he can connect with mm-hmm. in this way. And he loves being a dad because he doesn't feel like he's a sissy pants dad. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I mean, you guys, that was kind of next level. So what you're saying is it's easier for him to be a man today because he is a man who has always been a little more in touch with his feminine side. And now he feels that's a little bit more acceptable. Yes, he feels much safer expressing himself both physically and emotionally in today's society. That's I love that. I mean, I want all people to feel that way. Me too. Yeah, it is really interesting. Um, it reframed a lot of things for me too. Even in our conversations, we had had that come up where mm-hmm. in saying something was feminine or masculine and the next thing, you know, it was like women are this way. And I was like, eh, not really. Women are just as prone to this behavior as men when they, you know, fall victim to, to you know, poor patterns of thought, right? Um and so getting away from that polarizing language and just moving into the being and the doing mm. and being mindful that in all times, you're doing both. You're yes. always being and doing at the same time. Preach always. on it, Beaumont. Right? Um, anyway, the other thing that rocked me, I then read this crazy article, not crazy, just awesome because it was super long read. Okay. We were on a little mini vacay, so we had some time. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this Washington Post article. It was actually a series of articles. They're probably trying to win a Pulitzer or something, you know. But it was about raising a boy. Mm. Just like you were talking about that guy. Mm-hmm. This article was about raising boys and boys at different ages, like at an eight-year-old boy and his story, and then like an 11 and 12-year-old boy. Um, or like a group of three boys who are all friends, which made me think of my nephew. He's so awesome. And then the 17-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. And it was just remarkable to think about, you know, as much as women, we're in the midst of this Me Too movement and we still have so much, you know, ground to make up, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're paid less, we're not represented, blah, blah, blah. Everybody has heard that. We're okay. also getting all those woman power messages right now, too. Like, the future is female and da 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 da, da right? Mm-hmm. There's a million organizations dedicated to supporting girls. We're outpacing men in graduating from college. We're outpacing them in a lot of factors of that will predict our future, quote-unquote, success. There's women's, a lot of women's definitely movements. Right. But the sort of movement or language around how we raise boys hasn't necessarily evolved. Agree. And I think there's this like, this article was really interesting. The parents who were raising the eight-year-old were talking about how in their family, they really tried to throw out gender norms and not like try to, within themselves, try not to apply those onto their children. And yet it still would happen that if they walked out somewhere, the girl wanted to put on the princess dress and the boy wanted to play with the train. Like, it just happened, right? Naturally. And so yeah, or he's a little rougher and likes to wrestle and she's not into that, you know? Yeah. Um, there's just differences. And there's also differences amongst different boys and amongst different girls. Like yep. you were saying, this guy was more of a gentle kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And the 17-year-old, more of like this kid who's in the, you know, going through his hormonal changes in the midst of the Me Too movement. What does that got to be like? 
Shit, they're so insecure already, boys, right? Teenage boys. Come on. I know, I know. Come on. Totally. They're like so awkward. And now they're like awkward and they're like, I want to be the good guy. What does that even mean? How do I do that? You know what? But they are also so smart because they're like, wait a minute, I don't want to get boxed in. So let's just create something called gender fluid or (laughs) gender neutral. Kids are definitely teaching us new paradigms right now. Yes, because at the local coffee shop by my house, there are now three symbols, okay? Okay, fourth, because there's also a handicap, but it's it's a boy stick figure, a girl stick figure, and then a half boy, half girl stick figure. The word is differently abled now, not handicapped. It's differently abled. Okay, the person in the wheelchair (laughs) picture. So there are four. So (laughs) (laughs) whoever decided on these four pictures. The point is it's becoming more inclusive (laughs) and young people are teaching us new ways of looking at it. But I think that we're also still needing to maybe make some strides around how we hold space for the emotional development of boys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that came up for me out of our conversation with Vika. And for us, even on this podcast, like you guys can check us if you hear us do it. Seriously. But let's try to move away from saying masculine, feminine so much. And like, let's do being and doing. Being and doing. You know, like right now, I'm being pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) and talkative and i'm doing our podcast recording Mm. what are you being and doing um i'm being very curious right now oh while doing our podcast what are you curious about pray tell okay so (laughs) heidi made me watch something this morning no not really not really really, this is my favorite thing in life right now i know you guys (laughs) i got it this person in front of me, she no longer wants me to call her Heidi anymore. No, I have a new name. And she has a new name, and it is Shira, okay? Shira, Princess Sh- of Power. Yeah, so Shira is officially sitting across from me. We were sitting down eating breakfast, and she she's like a little kid. She could not, she could, oh my God, you, guess what I watched? And I thought, oh, she watched an episode. No, she almost watched the entire series, P.S., yeah, yeah. okay, in one sitting. Definite binge watch. So, binge watched an animated show. Shira Dear on Netflix. On Netflix, made in 2018, so Brand it's new. not cheesy. No. Okay, and every episode, P.S., leaves you on a cliffhanger. So much okay. cliffhangers. <laughs> like, you know why I've been watched. I get it. Like, they leave you at the end, and then they start it real quick. Oh. And there are no, like, silent moments either. It goes fast. There's movement in every minute. Oh, man. It's not, like, No cheesy. dull moments in no, She-Ra. No, zero dull moments. So... That's why I will call Heidi Shira because being yeah. with Heidi, there is zero dull moments, okay? <laughs> very few there dull moments, very few quieter moments. What? A few. But um, a lot of magical moments. Oh. So many magical so moments. So ma- magical moments. So Heidi, why do you love Shira so much? Oh my God, I love She-Ra so much. <laughs> you guys, if you have not watched the She-Ra cartoon on Netflix, you got to watch it. Okay, so many things. Number one, like all these childhood memories uh-huh. came flooding back to me when I watched it, just okay. even the opening sequence. And I realized as a child, I hardly remembered any of my dreams. There was like maybe two dreams that I had, childhood dreams. And I'm not talking about like, oh, I dream about being a vet when I grew up. I'm talking about actual dreams when you went to sleep and then you woke up and you remember the dream. Uh-huh. 
I have that twice in my whole entire childhood. Okay. And I had forgotten one of them. Happened the night before my family first went to Maui, P.S., which I lived on later as an adult. Best decision of my life. Uh-huh. One of them. Really good one. But the point is, that night before we go to Maui, I had a dream of She-Ra. Okay. And I remembered it. And I remember telling my mom and dad, and I was so excited. And I was like, I'm She-Ra. Forgot this memory. And that was five-year-old Heidi. Oh, my fave. And it's funny because Rena's always asking people like, what would five-year-olds you do or say or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know. My five-year-old self was probably like repressed and just being proper and following <laughs> the rules and doing what she was supposed to do. She did not like getting in trouble, which P.S. is true. But the fact that I loved She-Ra and now I'm watching She-Ra as a grown woman tells me so much about five-year-old self. Mm. Okay, first of all, she is a princess. Yeah. Okay. A warrior princess. Thank you. She's not a basic princess. She's a sword wielding, mm-hmm. unicorn flying, horse riding princess who like conquers all. All the bad guys, you guys. Like okay. she, she could kill everything, but give life at the same time oh my because gosh. of it. Yeah. Oh, it was so much life for me because I never really resonated with the traditional like princess story. Mm. It wasn't never, for you. No, no, I never liked it. Mm. Sleeping Beauty gets harassed while she's asleep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no. Belle not has here. to marry a big beast. Nope. That would not be good sex. <laughs> that sounds really gross. He may have gold sander though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, now we're good. All right. Okay. But you get my point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, Shira was no. way more like. She was really fierce. Yeah. Super fierce. Now, I've only watched the first season, which P.S. I did watch very quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know where it's going to go in the future. But I really loved that like my five-year-old self resonated with a warrior princess and the story's not done, people. <laughs> I know you think we're done talking about Shira. We are not done talking we about Shira. We could definitely make a whole podcast just about Shira. No, remember we went to that Alana Fairchild event down in um, Newport Beach? Yes. Alana Fairchild's this amazing um, spiritual woman. She writes uh, like cards, like tarot cards, spiritual cards. She's amazing. And she had us dancing and just in like, Super deep meditation. Super goddess mode. And my vision that I saw was definitely, do you remember I told you this too? Go ahead, tell me The again. goddess that I saw was on a horse with a sword. Oh. And I remember I told you how that was like, I always have to tell her what I told her again because she forgets. <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to it. My dad had selective hearing too. It's, Totes. Anyway. Um, I was like, I'm not that like, kind of pretty you know not that i'm not pretty i'm just not that typical princess you know yeah like goddess who's just like oh i'm rising out of a cloud let me wear pink and sparkles part of no world negative not me damn mine was like a horse with a sword Mm. and that's what i saw Mm. and it resonated with me of like the sword of truth, you know, mm. and just kind of sometimes I could be really blunt as fuck. And P.S. You love gemstones and the sword has the biggest fucking biggest gemstone that inside looks it. just like my tattoo. I know. And maybe I should turn it into a sword of she on my back. Whoa. <laughs> we'll record that podcast that just live came for out, you guys. I just came up with that idea. Oh my gosh. Should I do it? We wish you. Oh no. Yeah, okay. For yourself. Anyway. So these are some of the many reasons why I love she 
Did you guys need 72 more? Because she can keep going. <laughs> I, could, I, I mean, really could. Are I, we, took are we, like, I took a breath, but there was more. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I loved about it? <laughs> you know what else I loved? What? So the characters are drawn like this anime style. And so when their eyes are really big, and so when things happen to them emotionally, they draw more light into their eyes mm. to bring the emotion forth. So like when they'd get excited, it'd be like all these stars in their eyes. And when they'd be in love, it'd kind of like... And somehow you would Mm. get it. Like you would know that that whiteness in their eyes meant love. You knew it was such great art. Mm. And then the colors, you guys. So good. If you're into art and illustration, anime, graphic novels, anything of the sort, this show will give you life. If you like that kind of life, though, okay? Yeah, it's so <laughs> okay, okay. But it's also super funny. No, it, it's actually really good. I was like, oh my god, okay, I'm gonna watch one episode to appease her. Did you get to the one with the flower goddess? No, just oh, you two. Gotta watch I just that got. One. That one's really in, funny. I I went through two. Okay. I was, but I really really liked it. Yeah, because it's. I get bored fast, and when you give yeah. me like super long love scenes or something that's over dramatic, I'm over it. I'm over it. Like a long scene with just music. Yeah, like no. You roll on a room. Yeah, your show is crying. 22 minutes only. Okay, you perfect. Have, you have to give me stuff in 22 well, minutes. It's made for children, Rena. So, well, guess what I am. Okay, <laughs> shorter attention spans. So. Guess what I am. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the perfect show for you. Exactly. Do you see what Aren't I mean? Aren't you glad I shared it with you? I'm really happy. Thanks, guys. Honey. I hope you'll love she as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're interested in that Washington Post article that we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. um, it's on the Washington Post. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Raising a Boy. But Find we'll it. put it in our show notes Find it. for you. Um, and there's also a book that they mentioned in it called Raising Cain um, that I think you might want to look at i'm not gonna look at it because i have books on my bookstand i haven't read yet i'm being honest oh maybe next year i'll read it it's called raising cane protecting the emotional life of boys sounds yeah. good you know I've what i'm reading a little bit audience i'm gonna give you permission for this because i used to like buy books a lot or get books and i i used to read maybe like eight pages and then i used to stop and then i used to get feel guilty for not reading this book and i'm like i bought it i should read it people tell me to read it Guess what? Maybe it's not time for you to read this book right now. You can always come back to it. You could always come back to it and don't ever make yourself feel bad that everyone's reading it, but you can't get through the first five pages because it bores the hell out of you or it doesn't speak into your listening right now. I support that statement 100%. Yes. Yeah. People put a lot of, I think it's good to have goals to read books. Yeah. But P.S. There's like more books than you could ever read in a lifetime yes. available. So if it doesn't capture and enrapture you, why right. spend time yeah. reading something you enjoy? You know, this because people do a lot of things just to make other people happy yes. or to appease other people's expectations of yes. them. Yes. It reminds me of a funny story. Oh, really? <laughs> it does. Okay. Um, so this I- is not a good transition. <laughs> <laughs> It, is, it does. It reminds me of a funny story about okay. a friend of mine. Yeah. So Heidi and I have a lot of fun stories. And what <laughs> happened was See, what happened? we were like uh, sitting down in a living room and we were just talking about love and fun and stuff like that. Relationships. And relationships. And my friends are like, oh my gosh, I can't stand it. And I was like, can't stand what? And he's all like, Oh, she always texts me like all the time, always wants to know where I am. And then she'll call me and then she'll say stuff like, you know, when I (laughs) left the other night, 
my heart was beating and I knew it was you. And this is too specific. I can't stop the pain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, but she calls and says really sappy stuff all the time. And the funny thing is you're like, we were like, well, what do you mean? Like text you all the time? Like how often? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, like four times a day. She's like, okay, but like, what is, do you get any, what is, what does she like, say? Is there like, a nudie picture? Is there a witty response? Is it sexy? Is there like a funny gift? Like, what is it? She share her day with you? Yeah. Is it like a cool story? He's like, no, she just pretty much, hey, how you doing? What are you doing? Where are you? <laughs> what do you What's eat? your plans for dinner later? I was like, so not one nude photo in the last. So nothing interesting. 30 days. No, ever. no. Yeah. So then we're thinking, like, so why? Like, why? Like, why are you asking the same question four times? Well, and just like, okay, as the conversation develops, the person opens up, like, you know, they're not, like, in love with this relationship. Uh Uh-huh. Put it that way. Okay. Not in love with the relationship as it is. Yes. And the status of it and where it could potentially go is hinging on the other person changing basically who they are yeah let's just be honest okay yes because that's true Mm -hmm. what you know what i mean yes um and so we're like so why like why do you stay like why do you want to be in it and as the conversation goes on it's like i don't i'm probably not gonna be but then the truth is he probably will gonna be (laughs) you know what i mean yes he probably will gonna be because it's the nice thing to do she's a nice girl he's a nice guy and, you know, he cares for her. He doesn't want to hurt her. And it his work. idea of what it means to, to be a good guy is to meet other people's expectations of him. Na, 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 na. And it puts him in a place where he's in a relationship that's unfulfilling mm. and satisfying on a very low level of the scale. Mm. On a th- Three to four out of ten, mm. I'm going to go. Maybe and, we'll put a five in because the person's really nice and accommodating. And the other so person is like at a 100. Oh, 100 on a 100. scale of one to ten. Like on a scale 100. of one to ten, like a 100 already. And if we could write her a letter, this is what we would tell her. We would just tell her, just give him space. Pull back. Do you. Be your best self. And if you do reach out, bring value. Bring value. Always bring value. You know. You know. It's like if you're gonna send an email, bring value in the email. Bring value. Bring don't value. Just be like basic. Look, don't be. You know, tell some stories. Be Something. funny. There are so many gifts out there. There's so many funny ones. Like if yeah. you're not that creative, that's what gifts are for. Or if you, you know something funny happened the night before you could create an inside joke yes. with, with the two of you and find a funny meme yes. or something or gif like you love like and so send much that. and now you have an inside joke you know what i mean love and it makes them laugh and then what you're giving is a moment of laughter mm. or a moment of humor yes. rather than a moment that makes them feel obligated or you know obliged to respond in I... order to, to preserve your feelings and make your neediness be satiated yeah i would say don't be afraid to be funny and fun or sexy or sexy you love sexy oh pictures gosh i am such a good She's sexy picture storyteller don't okay. hack her phone because i tell stories okay with naked pictures with naked pictures that are amazing it's all about the captions guys all mm-hmm. all about, about the captions. but then you know what happens is it encourages them to caption back and be creative. And be creative. And you know, that's a great note. Note to everybody, 
regardless of gender, if there's something you're not liking inside of the relationship, for example, Mm -hmm. boring and basic ass communication, you can change it. You can't force the other person to be Mm -hmm. different, but you could decide, I'm going to send a funny meme today Mm. and be random as fuck and Mm -hmm. see what happens. Yes. And if you being you ends up just falling on flat, dead energy all the time with that person, maybe note to self, get out of that shit. Maybe. But maybe just maybe they'll respond and be super funny back. And there's a side of them you haven't even seen. Okay. And P.S. Like the first five times you do it, expect no response because I know some of y'all crazies out there. Well, he didn't even respond to it or well, she didn't even laugh. Shut up real quick. You just practice. The first five are just total practice real quick. And then maybe they'll be like, oh, and maybe they're bantering back and maybe they're scared to banter back. First, first. of all, do not send five in a row on no, the not same five, motherfucking day. Not on the okay, same y'all? day. Like, like you have grace do not period. Do that. Grace period. I just needed to put a disclaimer there because okay. I was going to be, I was going to see somebody like, but this one's funny. Okay, you didn't respond. Okay, let me come up with another one. Okay, 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 this one. Okay. No response. Okay, let me do a sexy one. Yeah, y'all check and moan phone motherfuckers that like you send a text and if they don't respond right away, you feel that something's wrong. I need you all to step back. Yeah, stop okay? making it mean something about stop you. Stop making it mean any freaking thing. Oh my gosh. Like, let me just give you something that... So there's this show called 90 Day Fiance. Okay. Okay. And let me just put out there because I know some of my uh, now 20 listeners definitely watch 90 Day Fiance. Maybe two of them do. And it's this show where these people are supposed to get married in 90 days because it's a K-1 visa. So you just um, look at these relationships and one of the girls in the relationship, the guy literally told him, hey, hon, I'll be home in 45 minutes. Like, I'm just grabbing the rest of the drink. I'm going to finish a drink. Dude, the next day she went freaking off and she's like, you're supposed to be with me. I came here for you. You're supposed to be here with me like this whole time. And I was like, oh, my gosh. People are that possessive over another. That's kind of, it was mind altering to me, actually. And maybe that's a process of whatever their childhood is. But all I'm saying is give some people some space, especially if they're just like really honest with you about where they're at. And sometimes they're not honest with you about where they're at because they're trying to not hurt your feelings. And they're trying to meet the expectation of being the good guy or the nice girl. Yeah, but they start. And so they don't say anything. And then you have shared responsibility because you got to speak. You got to speak up and be like, yo, I really love being in communication with you and being connected to you and spending time with you. But I'm busy during the day and I don't have time to give you status updates about where I am all the time. Like, that doesn't bring me any joy. And what is what do you get out of it? Like, what do you need from me? I know. To feel the connection in a way that can be gratifying for both of us. I would love you know? for relationships to, to know the answer to that, period. It might be different for each person. Absolutely. You might have to negotiate a little bit. Like, I would imagine that in her case, if she just slowed the fuck down and didn't send him a text right away, he would send her something every day. She would hear from him. Absolutely. She would. But she beats him to it. And then she feels like, you know, more put out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and insecure yes. about, you know, I can't just chill. It's a lot. Give him the space. It's a lot. But you know what? You. Can we just be honest here? Yes. It's also a process of growing. Okay. Wisdom now at 
whatever my birthday is, is definitely different than wisdom in my 20s. P.S. I think we could change the advice. It's not about him or hers. Yeah. Remember on Hitch, how Will Smith is giving the guy advice about kissing girls? Yeah. And he's like, you go in just past the halfway point and then you stop. Mm. And you let her come and meet you the rest Mm. of the way. That's the key, I think, across the board. If you want to be the good guy, you don't want to be in a Me Too situation, just don't go past halfway. Let her come the rest of the way. Mm. If she's feeling you, trust, honey. Trust. She will do that. Mm. She will do that. You don't need to go all the way and shove your tongue down his or her throat. Just chill. Same thing with the texting. Mm. You don't need to shove your texts down his throat and your calls and your affections. Mm. Just go halfway and give him room or her room to meet you there with it. Mm. And sometimes humor, sexiness, you know, whatever it can be, those can be ways to go halfway. Mm -hmm. You know? That sounds like it'd be a really good song. Meet me halfway. I'll be waiting. Meet me halfway. I'll be waiting. Anticipating. Halfway. Halfway. Together it's all the way. Halfway. (laughs) Hey, Sesame Street, reach out to us because that could definitely be. I mean, Sesame Street done touched on homelessness this last week. That was all the rage on the news. Wow. Yeah, like real real homelessness though. Not like, hey, we kind of look homeless and Mm. maybe we're eating out of Oscar the Grouch's. No, it's like they're really like on a street corner, like talking to the homeless people about what being homeless is like and the feeling. So yeah. Good job, Sesame Street. Yeah. You know, if Sesame Street can do that with homeless people, I think we can do that with one another, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. So to that end, we say thank you to Vika for teaching us about being and doing. Mm. And we say, boys, we care about your emotional health and well-being. Absolutely. And we say, hey, being a nice guy or a good girl doesn't mean not having boundaries. Mm. Yeah. You know? And give, give things space. Yeah. Just give it some space. Yeah. There's Meet lot, me lot halfway. There's a lot in this one. I mean, that's it. That's it. We yeah. love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.